This is episode 171, Calming the Nervous System Down So You Can Take Action with Sally. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Always love having you here. A couple of quick announcements for you. First, I have a free guided holiday meditation for you. This is a beautiful time of year, but it can also be a stressful and lonely time of year. So I recorded this meditation for you so you can really enjoy the magic of this holiday season. Also, my next group coaching and guided meditation event is going to be January 3rd. We had over 150 people show up for the December one. It's a great way to attend an event with me virtually. It's all via Zoom, so you can join from anywhere in the world. And it's your opportunity to get one-on-one coaching from me. And it's never aired on the podcast. It just happens in the group. And I always open the evening up by teaching something and then guiding you through meditation. This January one is going to be focused on letting go of 2018, extracting the lessons that you need to carry with you, and really consciously creating 2019. So if you're looking for a ritual or for something to do to bring in the new year and let go of the old, you'll want to join me for that. It's only $20. Go to christinehasler.com slash group. And finally, my spring retreat, we're closing in. We've got a few spots left. If you want to attend christinehasler.com slash spring dash retreat or email jill at christinehasler.com if you have questions about anything I mentioned. All right. So I hope that you are enjoying this holiday season. We are actually up in LA staying at my beautiful friend Gabriella's house right now to do a little holiday celebrating. And I want to share a little bit about my friend Gabriella. She is so wise and incredibly nurturing. So, so nurturing. There were many times during my years when I lived in LA, when I would come to her house, whenever I felt like I just needed a quiet place to create or get some TLC. In fact, I wrote a big part of my last book, Expectation Hangover, here in her home. Her home is really a sanctuary and such a reflection of her gifts of creating beauty and soothing experiences. My entire nervous system relaxes when I'm in her home and around her. I'm sharing this with you because in today's call with Sally, I'm going to be talking about the importance of soothing and nurturing ourselves so we feel safe. When we feel safe, we automatically feel more creative and relaxed. We have the opportunity to restore and replenish ourselves. And when we feel safe, we're also able to process and heal wounds and traumas. And when we feel safe and we do the healing, then it's so much easier to feel motivated and inspired. You'll hear in my coaching call with Sally how attempting to push ourselves in any way without nourishing ourselves first, calming down our nervous system, really doesn't work so well. 
In this call, we also discuss something called EMDR therapy. So I want to tell you what that is so you're not wondering when we talk about it. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It's an integrative psychotherapy approach that has been extensively researched and proven effective for the treatment of trauma. EMDR uses a set of very standardized protocols that incorporates elements from different treatment approaches. In an EMDR session, the therapist will ask the patient to briefly focus on a trauma memory while simultaneously experiencing bilateral stimulation, typically eye movements, but I've been in sessions when they do it with sound as well, which is associated with a reduction in the vividness and emotion associated with the trauma memories. The process is intended to change the way the memory is stored in the brain therefore reducing and eliminating the problematic symptoms. So if that sounds appealing to you, you can research a little more about it. If you want to do EMDR therapy, just research therapists in your area. And I always recommend before setting a session with any therapist or coach to get on the phone with them, to to feel them out before you just decide you're going to go in for a session. A lot of therapists and coaches also do free consultations. So as you're listening to this call with Sally, consider, are you having a hard time feeling motivated? Would you consider your self-care and self-nurturing process to be really good? Do you feel soothed? Are you good at giving yourself TLC? Are there things from your past that you don't necessarily consider traumatic, but were big, big, big changes in your life that maybe you haven't really processed? Or could there be past trauma in your life you aren't even aware of or you haven't looked at? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Sally. Before we dive in, I want to talk to you about your feet. But first, let's talk about my feet. (laughs) So you may remember that I fractured my foot in April, and that came from just years of having some foot problems in my right foot. So I am relegated to flats. And at first, this was very disappointing. But then I discovered Rothy's. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It is stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, the sneaker for women and girls. And with holiday season here, which means parties and time with family and maybe travel, aren't you ready to try on the most comfortable and fashionable flat that you've ever worn so you can wear them all day for any occasion. Seriously, you won't want to take them off. I love my Rothy's. The color and pattern selection is amazing. They're always updating their lineup. They launch new colors every few weeks. You've got to check out these shoes. Even Meghan Markle slipped on her Rothy's on her recent Australian tour with Prince Harry, and they've been flying off the shelves ever since. They also make a great gift for your girlfriends and family. And and ladies, let's support each other in getting out of heels. They're really terrible for our feet and our back and actually our nervous system. Not being flat on the floor, being in those heels, having our feet compressed. Like I said, not good for a back, but your back is attached to your brain. When you're wearing heels all the time, it actually stresses your body and stresses your nervous system out. So I love my Rothy's. The other thing that blows my mind about them is they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. So they're the softest shoe you'll ever put on your feet. And they are machine washable. Because let's face it, feet sweat. So here's what you do to get your pair of Rothy's. They have an amazing deal for my listeners using code OVER to get free shipping with no minimum. So free shipping, free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter code over to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. Okay. So now on to my coaching call with Sally. Sally, welcome to the show. What's your question? My question is that 
I've been doing the work of the inner path for probably about 10 years. And it started with just going to traditional therapy through school um, mm-hmm. because I was like procrastinating a lot. That pattern or that that mentality is still really prevalent in my life. It's not reflective of all of the awareness that I have and all of the work that I've done through all of just every different type of modality. And mm-hmm. I think I'm just at a point right now where I feel very strongly that I'm tired of this past way and this old way. How would you define the past way and the old way? Get as specific as you can with me. The past way is, well, for example, like right now, I quit my job about two months ago and I'm not really looking for work either. And I just wake up late. I have like a to-do list written, mm-hmm. sitting next to me right now that mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's very, they're very easy things, but I'm, I'm just not really. Yeah trying to tackle that. Right. Okay. So, and I understand having a lot of awareness, but feeling like you're not integrating. So what's, what's coming up for me, Sally, as I'm hearing you is it seems like something's off physically when something's off physically. And I'm not saying like there's a major problem or anything like that, but when something's Mm -hmm. off physically with our hormones or brain chemistry or gut or anything like that, it can make any kind of mental changes even harder emotional things do create physical things, physical things then kind of slow us down. So it's like chicken or egg type of thing. Mm-hmm. So a couple questions for you. Do you have abuse in your background? Possibly. I think so. I did EMDR this past mm-hmm. year. And I think in that there's been talks of that and like releasing not memories, but feelings that may be associated with, mm-hmm. with that, but, but not really anything that I'm sure of. That you're sure of. Okay. So what was traumatic mm-hmm. in your past? If it did happen, it would have been very, very, very young, possibly something of a sexual nature. Mm-hmm. Right, because here's here's what I'm hearing in your voice, and you're doing great. And this isn't a criticism; it's just an observation, so I can help you. I'm hearing two things. I'm hearing a level of depletion, like like a, a depletion, um, and I'm also hearing like tremendous fear. Mm-hmm. So. Those two things tell me your nervous system is probably not super regulated. And I I really want you to stop beating yourself up for not working, waking up late. I think that's more symptomatic of like a, a deeper physical issue that's going on again. Like not like, oh my gosh, you have this major problem or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if really looking at your your nervous system, your stress response, and and where all this kind of fear and terror that I'm hearing in your voice comes from. Do you have any idea where that comes from? I think having this conversation feels like being seen in a way. And and that I think always triggers this me feeling very emotional mm-hmm. um, and responding very emotionally. And what, what is triggering about being seen? What is triggering to you about vulnerability? Because that's what being seen is. It's, it's vulnerability. So what is scary about that? Um, maybe not being like reciprocated. What do you mean not being reciprocated? Are you afraid of being judged when you're seen? Yeah, I think like in, in not being matched, whatever I'm expressing or showing. Okay, why is why is it reciprocated or being matched important to you, and what does that look like? Um, like if you're vulnerable with someone, 
What do you want Mm -hmm. them to say, do? How do you want them to behave? want them to receive that and make me feel better. Okay. Okay. So do you feel how part of you is shutting down right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of you that's shutting down, what is it scared of? So, so this is a part that uh, it actually hasn't come up too much in EMDR, but it's just started. We we're just starting to work on that in EMDR. And I say that because with all of the work that I have done, and especially with EMDR, like it was great and moving for the first time. Like I actually finally started seeing results mm-hmm. in my life great. after EMDR. But this thing, this, this shutting down, this numbness, mm-hmm. frozen, mm-hmm. Or like frozen state. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've known probably since, like about six or eight months, um, like been aware of it. And I, when I try to tap into it, it just gets stronger. And right. I like, and that's when I, like even when, and then when I say like, I wake up late, I wake up, like I could wake up at times at a whatever hour, but it's almost like as soon as I wake up, I'm, I'm in. You're almost in fight or flight again when you wake up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So a lot of times for like, it's like you're tapping into the emotional stuff and you're starting to tap into the memories. And I so acknowledge you for that. That's so, so, so brave. And a lot of times what happens is when we start to tap into that, it like short circuits our body because it's too much for our nervous system. It's like putting a, a light bulb that's 700 watts into a lamp that it can only hold 150. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not doing anything wrong or anything like that. It's just like some part of your body that's tied to some part of your psyche can only handle a little bit at a time. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what might be really important now and just a segue question. Did you have a lot of physical touch and affection and nurturing as a child and young adult? As a child, probably. As a young adult, probably not. Okay. So we said probably. How do you know for sure? As a child, I guess just pictures I've seen. And like I remember childhood, childhood before like age six being fairly fun and you know, quintessential childhood. Like, That's great. But do you remember throughout your life, lots of hugs and people holding you and like a calm environment and feeling really safe in your home and in your body? No, not, not after around age six. Okay. And what happened at age six? After age six, we moved houses mm-hmm. and money started getting really tight and mm-hmm. my mom had to start working and a new baby was born and mm. I had to babysit the, mm-hmm. the newborn and things like that. Okay. So you almost became a grown up at age six. Yeah. So that was a very traumatic event. Moving houses, new baby born, mom goes back to work. You went from mm-hmm. mom's attention in a home you knew to an unfamiliar environment. Mom is gone and all of a sudden you're a babysitter. So yeah. if nothing else happened in your life, that that alone is enough to be traumatic. Like sometimes we think traumatic has to mean abuse or has to mean 
you know, fighting or alcoholic parents or something like that. But just that, that, you know, for a child, any kind of rapid, massive change that throws off mm-hmm. our sense of safety and certainty and routine. And anytime mm-hmm. a primary caregiver changes their role in our life, that's mm-hmm. a, a big deal. Not a big deal in the sense that it cripples us for life, but it's a big deal in terms of processing. So what I feel kind of happened is starting at age six, you just you just kind of shut down and started shutting down and shutting down and shutting down more and have been kind of wound tight ever since then. And your your nervous system is a little bit fried, mm-hmm. which is why you kind of go back into that frozen response because it doesn't feel safe enough for you to go to the levels of expression and emotional release that eventually you'll get to to really free yourself. So you don't mm-hmm. have to have the numbness or the frozenness. Your body's putting on the brakes. So it's trying to push through that and slam on the gas. We work with our body and our nervous system to gently ease off the brakes. Is this making sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So I love EMDR. That's great. If you feel like you're with a good therapist and they're going slow, but I want to talk about some things for your nervous system as well. A meditation practice where you're actually doing kind of brainwave meditation, like listening to to delta waves is a great thing or hypnosis, any kind of like guided meditation or meditation with the right kind of beats, neural beats in the background is going to be a great thing to do. Any kind of like float tank when you're weightless and all your senses are deprived, that's another great thing to do for the nervous system. Self-soothing types of things throughout the day, like just gently rubbing the inside of your wrists. Um, Breath work is another really important thing. All in all, Sally, my coaching to you is about really upping your nurturing practice, your self-nurturing practice so that you're, we can ease the foot off the brake and your nervous system starts to calm down a little bit and not push yourself into waking up early or getting a job or anything like that. I just feel like you've been in fight or flight a lot. Your cortisol levels are probably really high. It may be a good time to go see some kind of functional medicine doctor or natural path to do just a little bit of blood work or saliva test to kind of look at your cortisol levels and things like that. And maybe there's just mm-hmm. a little easy supplementation, natural supplementation you could do. But right now, I feel like working with your body a little bit to calm it down, to nurture it, and to strengthen it so that it can mm-hmm. really become a stronger container for you to do the deeper work would be a really beautiful self-honoring next step. But I want to check in with you how does that feel in your body as I've been saying this? It feels, it feels good. The emotions want to come up and out, right? And you've been storing them in your body for a long time. So mm-hmm. yes, the exercise and everything is great, but I'm really talking about the things that amp up you feeling nurtured, like sleeping with a stuffed animal, getting like a really juicy massage, hugs from friends. I want you to imagine your six-year-old child who needs a lot of TLC Mm, and exercise that feels good. You know, you might not want to do exercise right now that like, you know, gives you that adrenaline high or that endorphin Mm -hmm. high. You might want to do more things like yoga or just, just really like 
the nurturing and the calming and the coming home inside your body. Because it's almost Mm -hmm. like you felt really at home in the house that you were in before you moved. And Mm -hmm. ever since then, you just haven't felt home. Mm-hmm. metaphorically and literally. And so yeah. it's just like coming home to your body. Okay. Yeah. Really, really, really nurturing, you know, and it's not about being in control. It's about making self-honoring choices and then surrendering. Cause the more we try to be in control of our body, the more we stimulate a stress response, the more mm-hmm. we work with our body and nurture our body and know that we're supported by a higher power and surrender into that support and that love and that healing, the easier mm-hmm. it is for our nervous system to calm down and come out of fight or flight. So self-nurturing okay. is your more than anything. And that includes self-talk as well. And that includes how you talk to yourself. That includes how you see yourself. Because remember when the vulnerability came up, You said you want to be matched. You want to be reciprocated. And so it's like, how do you see yourself when your vulnerability comes up? You know, Mm -hmm. is there judgment there? Is there a self-consciousness there? Can you let that go and really come into that, that compassion and that self-acceptance? So, you Mm -hmm. know, you, again, like starting at age six, the level that you were nurtured (laughs) drastically declined and you had to go and Mm -hmm. nurture a baby. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, this is about going back and re-nurturing that six-year-old who kind of lost her quote-unquote home physically and metaphorically at six years old. I'd also like find a picture of yourself around that age. Look at it every day. Send it loving, Mm -hmm. nurturing thoughts. Just wrap yourself up in love and compassion and nurture and sweetness and calm your body down. So it can gradually take the foot off the brake and then you can kind of start dealing with the emotional stuff. And, um, again, like if working with an herbalist or a naturopath sounds supportive to you, then you might reach out to somebody. Even something like CBD oil is great Mm -hmm. for anxiety in the nervous system and everything like that. But I don't want to give you too much. I really want you to honor your own inner knowing and take the judgment off, oh, I'm supposed to go and do all these things. And in some ways, and maybe this will clarify it for you, your six-year-old is very active in your unconscious mind right now. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like that part of you needs healing. So -hmm. let me ask you, does a six-year-old like to get up early and go to work? (laughs) No. No. What do Mm -hmm. six-year-olds like and what do they need? I don't know, I think routine is kind of coming up. Routine, fun, fun, sleep, lots of cuddles and snuggles and nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. How does this all feel to you? It feels good. I I think my kind of the question that I have is like when I'm in dissociated state or frozen state, which is most of the day, um, Mm -hmm. especially right now because I'm not working, Mm -hmm. um, you breathe and move and you do things to get into your body. So you take deep breaths and you put your hand on your belly and your hand on your heart and you feel the breath. You put on a song and you dance. You get on the floor and you roll around. You go outside and put your feet in the grass. You look outside and you go, there's the blue sky. There's the white cloud. There's the green trees. Things that get you back in your body. You do that thing where I said like rub your fingers gently on your inner wrist. 
calm yourself mm-hmm. down. You know, you might even get like a mala or something, you know, with the thing with 108 beads and just, you know, go around each beads and have a mantra or affirmation. I'm, I'm giving you a laundry list of things, but it's basically mm-hmm. things that get you in your body and in the present moment because that frozen state is dissociation. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to do is just say, you know, I'm here now. I'm safe. I'm here now. Okay. I'm safe. Okay. So just put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and take a really nice deep breath all the way down into your belly so you feel your hand rise and fall. And just say, I'm here now. Out loud? Mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'm safe. I'm safe. Again? I'm here now. I'm safe. Beautiful. Take a deep breath. How's that feel? Good. 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 Does this give you some things to work with? Yes. Thank you. Sally, thank you so much for your vulnerability and having the courage to come on the show with me. So let's break down this call a bit. Sally called and asking for tips to get more motivated and break out of patterns of feeling down and not looking for work, but that's really not the direction we went. So you could hear her voice was a bit hesitant and shaky. Now, of course, she could have been nervous on the call with me. That's common. But below the nervousness, I could hear a level of depletion and a tremendous fear. To me, it felt like since she's in this state of depletion and stress, it would be very hard for her to feel motivated to do anything. That goes for all of us. When we're in a state of stress, it's hard to feel productive. It's hard to feel safe. It's hard to really do anything. You see, when we lived a life when we didn't feel happy, safe, relaxed, or if there's unprocessed trauma in our past, we tend to be more in our sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is the part that activates that fight or flight or freeze, right? That that part of us that when fear comes in or something scary or change, it goes into a stress response. And when your sympathetic nervous system is overactive, the fear centers of your brain become overactive. And so we go primarily into survival mode and we're consistently releasing stress hormones in the body, which depletes our ability to think clearly. Okay. Does this make sense? Very hard to get motivated when you're in more of a stress response. When you calm yourself, your parasympathetic nervous system can take over. This is the nervous system that's able to help you rest and digest. Your heart rate slows down. It relaxes your digestion so you can resume normal bodily functions and your brain works better. From my listening to Sally, it felt like her body wasn't in a relaxed or safe feeling state. In other words, her sympathetic nervous system was working more than her parasympathetic. This is common for people who've had high levels of trauma, massive change, high levels of stress. And this can be, you know, stress or trauma that just happened, or it can be from your past. So with Sally, you heard at six years old, her world changed. She moved out of her house and had to go to a new school. Her mom went to work and all of a sudden she had a baby sister that she had to babysit. So her world significantly changed. She went from feeling safe and loved and having a mom around and being in a home that felt safe to her to everything changing. So of course there's a little bit of, we can call it trauma. We can call it a wound. It doesn't even matter what we call it. The truth is right now she's in a place where it seems like her body is really wanting to deal with it. And you heard when she did things like EMDR, she felt better. So again, that says to me, 
she needs some help kind of managing the trauma in her body and healing. But first, she's got to get herself to a state where she feels safe. You know, like things like EMDR therapy can be effective, but let's say we're only doing that maybe once or twice a week or once every other week. What do we do the rest of the time to really calm ourselves down so we feel safe enough to process the emotions and we feel safe enough to make decisions? So some of my suggestions to her were, a meditation with binaural beats. I think I mispronounced it in the episode, which happens. But if you just Google binaural beats or meditation for calming the mind, um, a float tank, I, I love float tanks. Now, the thing about float tanks is it's sensory deprivation. So that can feel calming, but can also feel scary if you've had trauma. So float tanks, you can ask to leave the low lights on. A lot of times when I go into float tanks, if I'm really just wanting to heal my body and I don't want to go into sensory deprivation, I'll leave the lights on really low in the float tanks. I'll have my eyes closed, but it's not total sensory deprivation. And sometimes that's actually more calming. And then I just continue to suggest self-soothing practices, breath work, and even maybe approaching a functional medicine doctor or natural path to look at her hormones and her cortisol levels. But really it was all about upping her self-nurturing practice so she could ease the foot off her brake, basically ease her foot off the intensity of what she was feeling, ease off the overuse of the sympathetic nervous system because she's been bracing and breaking her whole life. You know, sometimes we think we strengthen the body by getting stronger and pushing, but actually that depletes us more. We actually get stronger when we rest and restore. So really my takeaway for you today is to understand that your body needs to feel safe. It needs that TLC for you to feel productive, for you to feel creative, for you to feel like you can kind of deal with a lot of the feelings that you're dealing with. That's why I also shared the story about me coming to Gabriella's house whenever I needed some TLC or whenever I have a creative block. I knew that if I came to the sanctuary and I allowed her to nurture me and I allowed the space to nurture me, that I would feel more creative and I would feel more inspired. And that's something that's very important in my life to this day. I like most of us living in a fast-paced world, will default to living more in our sympathetic nervous system, that stress response. So putting practices into place, breath work, meditation, self-soothing practices, that helps us be more in our parasympathetic nervous system, which helps our entire body regulate. So do the things that will help you do that, whether it be your meditation practice, whether it be listening to music, whether it be getting someone to help you through it. If you're constantly pushing yourself, if you're constantly in that stress response, it's going to be really, really, really hard to get anything done. So stop doing and really start being. Nurture yourself, soothe yourself. And you'll see that when you create that calm and safe space inside yourself, you naturally feel more inspired to move forward in all aspects of your life. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. It always means so much when you share the show on your social media or with friends and family. I always love hearing from you. What'd you learn from this episode? Hit me up on Instagram or on the notes on christinehassler.com slash podcast. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. 
Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 